0: Welcome to It's a Good Life. Today, we're covering part two of Save the Drama for Your Mama. In our last episode, Brian laid out the truth behind reality TV and the stories behind the scenes. So let's dive into part two of Save the Drama for Your Mama. Now, a second dynamic for drama is a worldwide epidemic. And I'm talking about something far beyond what hit us with COVID and that is judgment ancient principle we're all aware of be slow to judge and the truth of the matter in this melodramatic clickbaited world judgments are made instantaneously and i have just made a commitment to myself to fight 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 to give the benefit of the doubt pause wait find out more before i get into judgment and even with that it's easy to fall into so the little phrase i have for myself is to blink But think. Okay? Something comes that's outrageous or seems outlandish or seems shocking or blink, but think. And we have to be a little slower to judge. Another anonymous quote People are too quick to pass judgment and too slow to self reflect. Mother Teresa said, If you judge people, you have no time to love them. All right? There's thousands of years of content on this. People judging other people is nothing new. You know, a couple thousand years ago, my mentor, boy, he would call people on the carpet on their stuff. It's a great little verse I'm going to read to you. It says, do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eyes? Oh my goodness. Now, That was speaking truth to power at that time. That guy, Jesus, he had a lot of great stuff to say. And he was speaking truth to power, something we no longer seem to be able to do in our culture. But he was speaking to the leadership at that time who were judging people, and their judgments often led to trials and mistrials and death penalties. And he said, hey, don't judge or you too will be judged. In the same way you judge others, you will be judged. That is one of the reasons why. I mean, the psychologists have been talking about this for years. Maxwell Maltz was actually a plastic surgeon. He was a brilliant thinker and a leading teacher in the personal growth and development movement. He discovered that people who needed the most plastic surgery were often extremely judgmental of other people. And so, what happened was when he would start interviewing people, because He started getting into cosmetic surgery in the 60s when he was doing reconstructive surgery is what plastic surgery used to be called. But he's down there in LA and pretty soon people are not looking for reconstructive surgery. They're looking to alter their appearance. So he decided, I'm not just going to operate on people. I'm not just going to make money. He was a very successful man. And so he decided he'd do interviews and counseling with people. And it's eventually led to the book Psycho-Cybernetics. And he would Start asking questions, and so why? Why do you feel like you need to alter your nose? Why do you feel like you need a facelift? Why do you feel you need breast implants? Why do you need this? Why do you need that? Why do you need liposuction? And And the different versions of what they had then were pretty harsh. And when he would interview people over and over again, the people felt so judged for their appearance. So then he'd start asking kind of casual conversation, and then what would happen is when he would get them talking about other people they were flailing other people. Oh my God, and that gal's butt so big, and how does she go outside? And Oh my God, she shows up at the club in these outfits, and oh my God, she's terrible looking. Doesn't she have any friends? And the layer of judgment that these people had for others ultimately was coming back to haunt them and created massive insecurity for themselves that they felt the need to do this. Now, I'm not saying anybody's had a nip or a tuck or whatever else is crushed by this, but I will tell you, that the most prolific surgeon of his time who wrote one of the most immense psychological studies on the subject but was really about personal growth and development, this is what he found. And the truth of the matter is in all walks of life, when we're quick to judge, we get into trouble. I have a quote all the time. And by the way, if you are on social media, i be honest with you, we have a lot of cool people. I'm very fortunate that we built a community of people that are really cool over the years. And I have some cool guys that I'm working with now that are doing some great work with It's a Good Life. We're reaching more people. The format's changed. And lately, I've been getting some really strange kind of goofy stuff on social media. And I don't really get caught up in it because I believe in a principle that I heard a long time ago, which is a old Chinese proverb. And it says, better to remain silent and be thought a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. So I met someone the other day and they had posted something. And I had not responded. So I was at an event and they met me in the hallway. And I'm going to talk about it. They were talking about the podcast. You know, for five years, you had no ads. And now there's some ads on there and we just don't understand it. And this and any other. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, and then they revisited the comment that they said before. Pretty harsh. Okay. I'm a big boy. And then I said this. Okay. I said, uh, you're, you're in business. Yeah. Yeah. How many employees do you have? I have three. I said, uh, so what business? You oh, I'm in real estate. Okay. I said, well, let me imagine this. Imagine. You had a staff of five to six people. You had a building, you had a facility just dedicated to your work. And then you did 104 sales a year in real estate. And uh, you did all of that for free. You carried all the expense. You paid everybody's salary. You paid the rents. You paid all the equipment. You did that for free. And then you, you sold 104 houses a year, which would normally make someone a multi-millionaire, but you did it for free. I said, I just described to you my podcast. For the, each of the last five years, and I said, if you like the podcast and you'd like it to continue, I have five staff I need to pay, and probably need one or two more. I still don't expect to get paid for my time and effort to bring you these messages. But I said, I'm. I, I just want you to know. Let me ask you this: Would you rather that I had a few ads of people I really like who've come alongside to endorse our show, and because of that, we're able to bring you the show, or would you rather it stopped? You tell me. Because I'm not going to spend, you know, a million and a half, two million dollars a year continually just because I love you. And I work all day and work all night just because I love you. I actually will never get paid for the podcast, but I'm trying to cover the expenses of it. What do you think? The statement was, I want this for free. I want you to pay it for free. I don't expect a single thing. I heard one ad. I'm going to flame you on social media. Better to remain silent and be thought a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. Because we never take time to think of the other side and what it might be. We come to quick, incorrect conclusions. An example of this recently, the Dallas Cowboys, America's team, playing in a postseason game. And there was some controversy at the end of the game. So the Cowboy quarterback made a mistake. The coaching staff made a mistake. So they made a mistake. The bottom line is they ran out of time and weren't able to run a play. The game ends, Dallas loses, which is anyone who knows Dallas Cowboy football is the end of the world. So the quarterback, Dak Prescott, a guy I really like, is walking off the field and there's debris being thrown. So he's interviewed afterwards and he tries to explain the play and what happened and how they lost. And he was frustrated at the referees. And he goes, uh, they said, well, what do you think about the debris being thrown on the field? He goes, absolutely disgraceful. There's no excuse for that. You're supposed to be a fan. You're supposed to be behind the team. That's what you're supposed to do. And then a reporter points out, no, Dak, that's not what happened. They were throwing the debris because they were annoyed at the refs. They were throwing that stuff at the refs. And then he goes, well, I'm all in favor of that. Now, later on, he has to do an apology and his agent gets in and writes out a statement and whatever else. But here's what happens. Now, he's on the spot. Emotions are high. Extend the guy some grace. The football player just lost a game. But here's the dynamic. He judged the situation. The fans are throwing garbage at the players. as totally uncalled for. And he's making a statement against his own fans that could alienate him, by the way, could have alienated him for the rest of his career. Then they go, no, no, no. They were throwing it at the refs. So now he goes, well, I'm all in favor of that, which now seems like he's condoning fans going after referees, which fan is short for fanatic. And some of these people are nuts. And so then he realize, oh, my gosh, I can't say that either. And I get it. It was a quick, incorrect conclusion. I go back to my previous point. Better to remain silent, to be thought a fool, than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. But ultimately, remember, do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge, you will be judged, with the measure you use. This is me, you, everyone. I make judgments all the time, and so we have to be wise. So we have to be slow to judge, that's all. We just have to be slow. It's still okay to come to conclusions. It's still okay to make decisions, but we need to be slow. And in our world today, we're quick. So, what happens? A piece of information comes out, and now the news is people's reaction to the information or the misinformation. And so and so said this, and then they went on Twitter and they said that, and now that becomes the news. And guess what? Save the drama for your mama. Save the drama for your mama. So, now the news is not the story, not the facts. It's someone's reaction to the facts, and someone had a bad reaction, and now we're all over that person for the bad reaction. Save the drama for your mama. Last but not least, we have to learn to think for ourselves. I'm not going to go into this in too much detail, but I would say groupthink is one of the things I am most concerned about in today's world. I came to America because it was an open society. You were free to do what you wanted to pursue. It was the American dream. And now today, we are getting to a point where people are having what's called acceptable views and non-acceptable views. Now, it all started with hate speech, and obviously hate speech is never acceptable. But now the ball is moving in regards to what is hate speech. So people are conscripted. I have uh, four kids in college that can't say what they think. Now, my kids are mixed race kids. They're not really political one way or the other or whatever else, but they have values. They were raised a certain way and they find themselves not being able to speak up and say what they think or believe because it's, boy, you couldn't say that, you'd get in trouble or people would jump on you. So now we're we're raising a, a generation of kids that are no longer allowed to be themselves or think for themselves. We have to think for ourselves. We shared The Strangest Secret with you from Earl Nightingale, and he quoted Albert Schweitzer, who was a Nobel Prize-winning genius. And uh, he was being interviewed in London, and the reporter asked him, Doctor, what's wrong with men today? That meant, what's wrong with mankind? And he says, the great doctor was silent a moment, and then said, they simply don't think. That was quite a while ago. And today, what's happening is we react, we don't think. We have to think, And we have to learn to think for ourselves. And there are not just one side to a story. There are multiple sides to the story. And it requires some thought and some diligence. We have to be careful. We have to slow down our reactions and thoughts. Groupthink is deadly. Most people aren't rich. Most people aren't healthy. Most people don't have a happy marriage. So why would you want to have groupthink? If most people are not financially successful, why would you want to think like everyone else? If most people are not healthy, why in the world would you want to think like everyone else? If most people's marriages and families and careers are not satisfying to them, why would you want to think like everyone else? You know, this conformity doesn't just end in high school. I believe high school is probably the least of it. It's what happens after that. And groupthink is a very, very dangerous thing today. And now we're getting into the world of what's called misinformation. And what was misinformation today is going to be considered insight and brilliance six months from now. So it's very, very important. Albert Einstein said, when we all think alike, no one thinks very much. The way to get there would be read and reflect. Read and reflect. Read and reflect. Not watch and react. Read and reflect. Mark Twain said, when you find yourself on the side of the majority, you should pause and reflect. Now, It is not by accident I'm quoting people from 100 years ago. Because I want to show you that all this stuff didn't break out with the internet or with social media. It's what's all it's done is accelerate it. Stuff used to be written on bathroom walls. I remember Bono saying, people used to scratch this on the bathroom wall in a pub. And now what happens is they have a platform to say it, and it can reach all kinds of places. Go viral, as they say. Richard Carlson, an actor, said, reflection is one of the most underused yet powerful tools for success. So we have to learn to think for ourselves. We have to read and reflect. And lastly, you got to plug out to plug in. I really believe plugging out your tech is a powerful thing. You know, here I am. I'm technically a member of the media now. I never even thought of that. Oh my gosh, I have a podcast. I'm on social media. I do broadcasts and webcasts and all this kind of stuff. Here's what I'm going to say to you. Pick the ones that edify you. Pick the ones that challenge you. Pick the ones that make you think. I'm going to say this. My kids all listen to Joe Rogan. And I asked them, why do you listen to Joe? And they go, Dad, he he kind of talks to people who bring in both sides. And we just have a hard time finding that anymore. Right now, Joe Rogan's in trouble because he brought in a Nobel Prize winning guy that actually developed mRNA technology, which is now the basis for the vaccine. And he interviewed this guy and this guy had some things to say. Now, he brought on before someone who's currently advising the president on what to do and how to do it with regards to vaccines. So he presents both sides. You cannot present both sides unless you're small time. We have got to be people who are willing to listen to dissenting views. We've got to understand the motivation of people. None of us is as smart as all of us. And if there's only one way to think and one way to be and one way to go, let me say this, we're all in trouble. And so we have to plug out to plug in. We got to plug out the tech and the social media. We got to plug into what? our heart our soul, our body. And so, what am I going to say? Too much drama, baby. Too much drama. Save the drama for your mama. It's exciting. It's emotional. But it's tragedy comedy, tragic comedy, and lately, melodrama. Too much. Save the drama for your mama. Hopefully, today is giving you something to think of. You know, the reality TV of our whole society, the whole world's reality TV. How we need to be slow to judge. All of us. Call me on the carpet. That's what I want you to call me on the carpet on. Not some stupid thing you haven't thought through. Call me on the carpet. Hey, Brian, have you thought about this? I'm open to that. And then learn to think for yourself. I hope to not have followers ever. I hope to always have developed students. I'm a student myself. I hope you're a student. I hope you learn from this and learn from that and read from this and read that. I bring you books, I bring you different authors, I bring you different perspectives, I bring you different presentations. I'm not looking for people who agree with me 100%. I'm not sure I agree with myself 100%. But I hope that this show continues to help you, challenge you, encourage you, motivate you to live the good life. Now, someone who has taught me how to listen to other people and be slow to judge is my mother. And she's slow to judge, let people speak, and then ultimately... Let them be themselves and agree to disagree. And so she's going to finish off our program today. I hope this has been helpful for you. Over to you, Therese. Let's finish our show today. May the road rise up to meet you, and may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields, and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of His hand. See you next time.